Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 44. I'm your co-host, Stanley Take, alongside the infamous ZZ Huncho and Darth Hoopology, for those who are watching on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, it's just Hoopology with a Darth Vader mask. Now, you might be wondering why. Why, if you're a regular listener, why is Saini doing the intro? Why isn't Hoop? Why can't I hear his, his magnificent, his, his glorious voice at the beginning of this La Podcast episode? Well, we have a little bit of a different episode for you guys today. This episode will be fully based on the arguably greatest regular, regular season performer of the 2010s, James Harden. And more importantly, is James Harden a historic playoff choker? I, Sandy Take, will be the moderator for this episode. And ZZ Huncho and Hoopology will be going back and forth debating is James Harden as big of a playoff choker as those, as the media portrays him to be? Nobody make any hand gestures. Don't give away what side you're on. I'm looking at you, Hoop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this intro short. I want to get straight into the episode. You guys get the rules. You guys know what's happening. Hoop wants to do his little monologue at the beginning, so we're going to let Hoop talk for a bit, and then we're going to go straight into it, and we're going to start with ZZ's side. We're going to figure out who's on what side, and it's going to be a heated episode, so you're in for a good one. Yeah, well, uh, I'm wearing my Darth Vader mask right now. My sound might be a little distorted for those on Spotify. I'm going to take it off. Don't worry. It's really sweaty. But uh, as someone who is defending the undefendable, I feel like I'm the villain in this scenario, except instead of my weapon being a freezing chamber where I put Han Solo into a, into a rock. I put ZZ Huncho in the crock pot and cook up. Uh, that is my weapon of choice, the crock pot. So by the end of this episode, I'll have this mask back on and Sandy will crown me the winner. That was a poor monologue, but I'm too focused on this debate. I'm, I gotta take I'm this already, thing off, I'm man. already, if I'm putting my money on someone, it's Z. Because look at him, he's straight face, he's ready. He don't need no I'm, monologue. I'm, he's ready I'm to cook. I'm not yelling. I'm not he's yelling He's ready at to all cook. Oh, we're, we need some yelling. You Hoop, better hope. I'm going to instigate some yelling. Hoop's got it, but I ain't I'm going to instigate some yelling. As the moderator, I am also the instigator. Just remember that. And don't I do think I didn't say do my research thing, for this. Uh, uh, I defend Julius Randle, who's already undefendable. So I have some, I have some prowess in this type of debate. But this will truly prove my skills as this is really tough. But I got it. Don't worry. Interesting. I am also the the instigator. Slow cooking in the crock pot. I will also be the instigator alongside the moderator, meaning I will make sure to push everybody's buttons. I've also done my research on this topic. I'm not going to give my opinion on it until the end. I'm going to let these two go at it. I'm going to act as if I have no idea who James Harden is in the playoffs. (laughs) And I need you guys to convince me. But Z, we're going to start with you, of course. The infamous... And let's get this debate rolling. Let them know what side you're on, and let's start Let's start kicking off, man. Bring up your first point. Ladies and gentlemen, as Saini addressed uh, in the opening intro, James Harden is one of, if not the greatest, regular season performers of all time, especially of our generation, as we've seen a lot of great things from James Harden. 60-point triple-doubles, 36-point-per-game season averages, uh, uh, 50-point uh, performances in four-game to five-game stretches, all of these great things, even game winners to go along with these incredible moments. The king of the Euro step, the king of the step back, the king of the of the free-throw line as well for, for a big portion of his career. But 
we all know how great James Harden is in the regular season, and that's why James Harden is top five amongst shooting guards all time for most people. But there is a reason, I feel like, as to why some people can't bump James Harden up even higher, maybe even until the top three of the shooting guard debates. And it's mainly because for as great as James Harden is in the regular season, for as great of a superstar as James Harden is in the regular season, notice how I keep saying regular season, in the playoffs, Brody has a tendency to turn from some uh, bearded samurai in the regular season to, to Aang in the playoffs. Bro disappears. We don't know where he is. Uh, and it's, it's problematic for a lot of people who are Rockets fans. Not me, though. The only thing that makes it, the only reason that it's problematic for me is how many times I have rooted for James Harden prior to a series only for him to let me down. Uh, and I am obviously on the side of James Harden is a playoff choker, and I don't know if I need to give my reasons now or if that's just I'm just addressing that, and then Hoop's going to address his side. What are we doing, Sadie? Just address first, so yeah, and then Hoop, Got you. you're going to give your little thing, and then Z, so, you're going to start off the argument. There we go. James Harden is a playoff choker. I am on that side along with most people with common sense who watch James Harden. But as Hoopology said, he's going to try and find a way to defend the there's there's no try there's no try i've done my research i've spent countless hours uh trying to because I, I knew in my heart that this was a wrong statement and the reason it's such such a popular statement because when you look at this the box score plainly it shows it you have to dig deeper to actually find these connections to other uh other players in the nba who have gone through a similar path james harden does not raise his ability in the playoffs but he's on the same exact pathway of other volume scorers who have little help. I think calling him a playoff choker is not a ridiculous statement because obviously he's had some games that are indefensible in terms of not performing to the level of a James you'd expect James Harden to. Um, but there are other players in NBA history who are very comparable to James Harden, um, and there's enough evidence when James Harden has had help that he is a good playoff performer in terms of keeping his ability as opposed to quote-unquote choking because choking is not just playing a little below your ability choking is like very poor and saying he's a historic choker is say or i believe you mentioned one of the biggest chokers of all time i think that's a little crazy and it's just focusing on a few games that have pushed huge narratives that are not exactly true I knew that Hoop was going to bring up the comparison to other stars. I'm interested to see where he goes with that. But I knew that that would be the only possible way that he could refute this claim. And I am for it. I am for it. I know Hoop is, Hoop when he when he puts his mind to it and puts his research down and, you know, does his thing, he can come up with a good argument. So I'm ready for this. But for me, I boil it down to about three things when it comes to James Harden and the NBA playoffs. For me, for starters, when we talk about James Harden, like I previously mentioned, he's amongst the all-time greatest shooting guards for a reason. That reason for me, looking back historically, is majority regular season pros and, and, and great moments that he has. But when I look at the playoffs and I look at and I go back all the way to his first finals appearance in OKC, right? Now, James Harden shot terribly in that series. Saney was a Thunder fan. He remembers. However... If there was any way I could give James Harden the benefit of the doubt in that series, it was because 
Metal World Peace decided to try and end that man's life with an elbow before the playoffs had started. So he was a little concussed and things like that. His head really wasn't screwed on all the way straight on top of the fact that the pressure was very, very, very uh, on in that series, as we know. Durant was averaging 30. Westbrook was the second best player on the Thunder. But for James Harden coming off the bench and averaging, I believe, 12 points, maybe 13 uh, on those shooting splits that he hit. 13. 13 on, uh, no, it was below 40. Uh, it was below 40 from the field. Uh, uh, I think you have your numbers wrong. I might. You shot the 2011 season. Is that what you're on about? 2012 in the finals. I'm talking about the finals. 2012 in the finals. Okay, continue. Yeah, I'm talking about the finals. He, signi- he significantly L, played. L moderator. L moderator. <laughs> no, he said. Because he's shooting 44%. He said below 40 so. Yep, yeah. Yep, so in yep. the so in the playoffs, I mean in the regular season, Harden was playing phenomenal. In the in the finals though, Harden shot very 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 badly. Um and you know, I want to I, I want like I said, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because of getting popped in the head by Metal World Peace. I know that most men can't take that without ending up in a coma. So I you know, I give him a slight benefit of the doubt there. But and, and on top of the fact that it was his first final series. So, you know, that's a tad bit excusable. But then I go to 2013, his first year in, in Houston, right? They go back up. They match up against the team that uh, he walked away from uh, the previous year. Uh, he averaged in the playoffs in 2013, 26-7-5 and five on 39% from the field, 34% from three-point line, and 80% from the free throw line, which is crazy for James Harden's standards. Uh, in the regular season, he averaged 26-5-6 and six on 44% from the field, 37% from three, and 85% from the free throw line. So obviously it was a significant dip. But, like I said, first final series with a new team. If you want to cut him some slack there, okay, cool. A theme in this is going to be how many times are we going to cut James Harden some slack in the playoffs? How many times are we going to cut a superstar slack in the playoffs? How many times are we going to cut an all-time great shooting guard slack in the NBA playoffs? Moving forward. 2014, first round. Everybody remembers this series because of Damian Lillard's iconic, iconic fadeaway at the buzzer that he hit in game six. But a lot of people might not know that Damian Lillard, in his second season, outplayed James Harden in the entire series. James Harden on the series averaged 27, 5, and 6 on 38% shooting from the field, 30% shooting from three, Jordan Poole numbers, 90% from the free throw line, James Harden numbers. Damian Lillard, on the other hand, 26, 6, and 6 on 47% shooting from the field, 49% shooting from three, and 88% shooting from the feet, from the uh, free throw line. So basically, long story short, Damian Lillard in his second and his sophomore year outplayed James Harden in the playoffs. I just want to say, Z is being very um, generous here because he rounded up on mm-hmm. those numbers. Those, I did. They were actually slightly worse than what he said. He rounded I up did. on every number he just named. Literally every stat he just named, he rounded up. I, and that's that's because I'm, I'm a roundup guy. I loved math in first grade when I learned out how to do that. But anyway, 2015. 2015, let's move forward. After beating the Dallas Mavericks in the first round, and James Harden played phenomenal, the, the, the Mavericks were aging, but James Harden played phenomenal, the Rockets did what they needed to do. In the second round, they go up against the Clippers. Now, they go down 3-2 to the Los Angeles Clippers. If everybody remembers, uh, in game six, James Harden scored 23 points on 5 of 20 shooting. 5 of 20 shooting. 23 sh- points made. 20 shots attempted, five of them were made. Now, if you all remember this game, I remember it because the uh, Houston Rockets went down 17 points to the Los Angeles Clippers. 
And they came all the way back from 17 points on the Los Angeles Clippers to win the game. James Harden did not play at all in that stretch. At all. His own head coach benched the franchise player, benched the superstar on the road in a pivotal elimination game because he was playing like doggy do. Now, do I cut him some slack there because the Houston Rockets won the series? Hell no. Because James Harden played like doggy do for the remain from from game 5 to game 7 of that series. As a matter of fact, uh, I took the liberty to uh, look up the uh, the numbers from there. So in game five, he shot nine of twenty, which is forty five percent, which is not that bad. It's not that bad, but the five turnovers was pretty was pretty bad because that was just a story. Of, uh, that was just foreshadowing for James Harden turning the ball over in the playoffs. Obviously, I just mentioned the five of twenty game, and then in the game seven, he shoots seven of twenty, which is thirty five percent from the field, and had seven turnovers to go along with that. So that's pretty that's pretty damn bad. Uh moving away from that though because the, because like I said the Rockets did win the series, right? Right, right. You move on to the conference finals against the Golden State Warriors. James Harden went stupid in game 4 of that series to give the Rockets a, a one win in that series while the Warriors had 3 obviously. Uh and in the pivotal ga- in the pivotal game 5 James Harden shot 2 for 11 and had 12 turnovers. Ladies and gentlemen, take the cotton out of your ear. Rerun the tape. I just said that James Harden had more turnovers in this game than field goals attempted. This is a superstar. This is, this is, this is Houston's finest right here. Uh, uh, that's insane. That's actually insane. Now, I want to move on to 2016 because I remember when me and Sandy were talking about this a couple of uh, episodes ago, I said I gave James Harden the benefit of the doubt in 2016. The only reason that I said that was because the Warriors were 73-9. and I forgot to take into account that Steph Curry only played a total of 38 minutes in that entire freaking series. And I also took into account that Klay Thompson, if you really look at the numbers, you can make a legitimate argument that Klay Thompson outplayed James Harden in that entire freaking series. Now... Benefit of the doubt comes in because I remember that Houston Rockets team being, I believe, the eighth seed. So when you're doing a team-to-team comparison, you're right. It's not that fair. Even with Steph being only playing 38 minutes, it's not that fair. But when you are the superstar in this matchup between your squad and the other guy's squad, and the other guy plays 38 minutes uh, in the entire freaking series, and you are the guy to go out there and average. Excuse me, let me make sure I get this right. Um, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson averaged twenty three. I'm not gonna let him talk forever, man. We can. We can. We can run year by year. I have no problem with that. But can we at least cut it into segments? We'll cut it. We'll cut it into segments. I got you. I'll stop right there because that 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 that's where that's that's pre CP three. Of course. I'm gonna let you go, and then I'm gonna go post CP three. He's trying to he's trying to knock down this tower to to fight against. He's trying to make it easier for himself. Twenty. You keep spinning. In 2013, uh, James Harden's best teammates are Chandler Parson and Jeremy Lin. Um, James Harden, in general, in that Houston team, was the offensive motor, very similar to other superstar guards like Allen Iverson in Philly and Dwayne Wade uh, in Young, Young in Miami, both guys who are also all-time great shooting guards, guys like Dirk Nowitzki and Kevin Durant pre- K, uh, pre-Warriors also had 
these field goal struggles, considering when you go to the playoffs, the defense tightens up, the foul whistle gets softer, obviously for James Harden, that's not a good thing. Um, but going into the 2013 series, uh, game five, game four was the, the one he had four for 12 with 10 turnovers, but game five was also a closeout game. Uh, he went 31 points, seven for nine from three. Uh, this was against the finals. Um, not against the final, against the Thunder. Now, the Thunder went to the finals. By the way, Harden, in his playoff tenure in Houston, there I think there were only two times where the team did not go to the finals, which was Portland and San Antonio. The teams they played, which is the, the Thunder, Los Angeles Lakers, they won the finals, the Warriors a bunch of times, they went to the finals. Uh, he had some awful matchups. Thunder did not go to the finals any year James Harden played them. No, it was the 20... Thunder I apologize. Never been to I apologize, apologize, apologize. That's not a good look on me. Um, but Game 6 against... The Thunder was also a closeout. He went 26-7-6 and with two steals, two blocks. Um, James Harden has never had the benefit of the doubt of these other stars that I mentioned, like a Allen Iverson, where he's had some games in the, especially the 2001 finals run. Uh, uh, that closeout game, James Harden shot 31.8% from the field. He went 7-22. for 22. Is that really somewhere? Chandler Parsons outplayed him that game. Chandler Parsons went 8-14. for 14 dropping 25 with seven i'm not i'm not i'm not sweating it only because i think that the the natural digression of these and westbrook was stars in the playoffs westbrook i know i know i know i just think that the high you should stars have bad games in the playoffs i'm looking at Allen iverson right here in 2001 Uh, a closeout versus indiana shot 10 for 31 in a win game seven closeout versus toronto shot eight for 27 in a win game five versus milwaukee shot five for 27 in a win Game two versus Milwaukee, shot five for 26. That's the game they lost. So he's had games where he's shot very poorly and got bailed out and eventually went on to play the Lakers. And the game he takes off the Lakers is the one that everyone uses for his, you know, Allen Iverson took a game off the Lakers. He should not have be there with the way he's, you know, shooting. But the, the Philadelphia team carried him through bad stretches, which is something that the Houston Rockets have not really done until he got some help. Um Kevin Durant. Oh, wait, wait, what? Because the Rockets did low-key carry him through some terrible stretches, bro. Z just brought up a lot of good points. For example, the Clippers game where they went 17 straight and James Harden was on the bench. This game in a, in a closeout game, Chandler Parsons, the only reason it was close because Chandler Parsons decided to go dummy 8 for 14 as a Chandler Parsons player. And he held Kevin Durant to 27 points. shooting. Chandler Parsons is not creating his own shot like that. Well, there's there's then, games where hold on if we go over to another superstar, let's say mm-hmm. Dirk Nowitzki. I think Dirk Nowitzki's sure. 2011 Finals for him personally is a little overrated. Um, in his closeout game versus Miami, he shot nine for 27. Jason Terry led the team with 27 points. So there's times where like you could be the best player on a team, but someone else is going to have a night and go off. But James Harden later on his career. Uh, there's a lot of times with Allen Iverson. There's a lot of times with with Kevin Durant pre help. Uh, 2011, right, Memphis, that's... Game 6 closeout, 11 points on 3 for 14 shooting. Game 5 closeout versus Dallas, 23 points on 40% shooting and a loss. 2016, right before he joined the Warriors, he's in two straight closeout games, shot 12 for 31, then 10 for 31. Uh, so there's just a lot of instances with a lot of superstars who get high usage in the regular season, who not only drop field goal percentage in like a totality standpoint in the playoffs, but they have really awful games. What about, so a, guy think... like, what about a guy like Luka? Well, Luca's on a different category they than compare, James Harden. They, they so. say Luca is the white James Harden, and in I the think playoffs, I think Luca Doncic is better rises. than James Harden. Yeah, right, 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 right. I'm just making sure we're we're gonna we're good on that. But you can keep going on your point if you were if you were still going. So I just covered. Which year did I just cover? 
I believe it was 2013. Uh, in 2014, they would have had an extra game if Valero didn't have hit that uh, buzzer beater in Game 7. Harden in that game, by the way, was 34-6 and six on 9-15 for 15 shooting in a closeout game. So he's had bad closeout games, but ignoring the good ones is kind of crazy. Uh, 2015, I believe we got to a Game 7 versus the Clippers. He got, he got 31-8-7, three steals and a block, nine points in the fourth quarter. Um, Dwight Howard was not giving him any help in that 2015 series. Once again, like the help... 2015 prior even 2017 prior eric gordon was his best player in 2017 dwight howard uh, uh, let's not say wash but not real dwight howard was his best player for two years uh chandler parsons jeremy lynn like it was really hardened and the guys like and the shooters or that shooters that, who were not really shooting like it's it was rough so comparing him to guys point. like damian lillard who let's be honest he really should not have played outplayed james harden but he has guys to rely on like a lamarcus aldridge who's a very reliable performer um, I'm not going to put that to the same. Like, Harden does not have someone to rely on that until later on in his career when I believe he performs much better. 31, that 31 and 7 and 8 game that you just brought up, he shot 7. For, this, this, is the, this is the biggest problem that I have. Did they it's not win where, the game? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they won the game. But when you're looking at a three-game slate of James Harden shooting 20 shots, which he did, he shot 20 shots in three straight games. The first one, he made nine of them. The second one, he made five of them. The third one, he made seven of them. So for me, looking at him from the field and the three-point line, it's atrocious. But when you're looking at him, his 18 three, uh, free throw attempts, that's where the points were produced. That's Are we holding biggest, that against him? I'm not, you're, not, you're not really... I don't really, I, I don't no, really no, no. That's, no, 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 no. If it's I part really of the game, points count. It if it's a part, you don't hold right, that against right, him. Right, right. But this is another point that I was making about James Harden and the reasons why I think that he has had playoff struggles. It's because we talk about James Harden and we talk about the high usage rate. We talk about the regular season dominance that he he displays we should also mention and this is this is my third point not the heaviest point but it's one that's pretty obvious james harden's conditioning is dog water for a player of his caliber to be in a position where he is as the first option on a team that is considered a playoff contending team if i was in the position that james harden was in i don't know if i would spend my nights before a playoff game in a strip club i don't know if i would spend my off seasons uh, you know, in the strip club, eating wings. Is that and, a fact? Is that ones. a fact during the playoffs? Yes, James Harden? yes. In the, in the, uh, uh, it is a fact. It was uh, hold on, I got the, I got the, I got the picture right here. James Harden. Jay, hold on, because from a stretch from 2013 to 2019, he had a stretch where he played over 70 games, a lot of times much higher, for each season on one of the highest usage rates in the NBA, mm-hmm. playing playoff games. So I'm not saying that like he's supposed to faint in the playoffs, like superstars right. are supposed to carry through but that is not a healthy amount of basketball for a player to be continuously many, performing like that we've seen a lot of guys fail like that. that Allen iverson failed like that dirk Nowitzki failed like that I'm, i showed you the guys I, I, I don't think i don't think it's fair to compare a guy like dirk Nowitzki, who's a seven foot big man who's a, a, on the same yeah. level as a guy Allen like iverson six five fair. shooting guard conditioning Allen iverson, iverson sure alvin iverson but that's only one player to bring up i'm just saying the conditioning you can't but that's the not historical that then if these other all-time greats are failing in a similar way to james harden in the playoffs how is james harden's playoff choking historical when we've seen this before because this is so, simply so, so, a, so James it's Harden a, it's has a new, played. It's a new age if version. If it wasn't for, sure, but if it wasn't for Allen Iverson's one finals run. I thought you were the moderator, dog. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, I'm giving up points. Like, you can't, like, the conditioning is not a, like, it's not a good point to say that he plays 70 plus games, so that's an excuse for his No, 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 I said that, I said that because Z said he was spending his time in strip clubs. I think that's a horrible point. 
It's not because when you look at when you look at James Harden, when I don't I don't want to know what people. I, I, how are okay, we supposed okay, who, to who, who, who? Let's, analyze let's what back. people are doing let's before games? I have back. no idea let's what he's doing back. before the let's games. Look back. I have no saw, idea. Let's look back. We saw that the is last why I dance. asked if it's a fact. We saw we saw the last dance, right? We saw the last dance. I believe it was episode six or seven. They were talking about how MJ was being crucified in the media for going out and gambling before a playoff game, and in that playoff game, he played like dog water because he was out till four a.m. So but how MJ, do we know what what Allen Iverson is doing before a game? Like what it's are it's Allen Iverson, bro. It's, it's, it, it, I've, I've seen a but lot I'm of saying these things too. that are these things that are not related to basketball. It's the, really hard to pin against the guy because I'm not, I don't know what James Harden is doing in his spare. I have no idea what's I he do, doing before a game. I do. He's, he's See, I that's do, just he's, he's I feel like that's an invalid point. It's not an invalid point because when you look at James Harden, the condition when you look at a superstar, when you look at a superstar, and when you're looking at them from a longevity aspect, when you're looking at how they play the game, and if that way that he plays uh, on the offensive end can translate for not just five years, not just 10 years, but for 12, 13, blah, 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 blah. Look at a player like LeBron. Nobody has the workout regimen that LeBron does because it's $2.5 million in offseason probably, but it's LeBron. He's willing to put his 38,000-year-old body through that for 20 years. He's Kawhi Leonard, load management. We, we, we hate on him so much for it, but in the playoffs, we've talked about how Kawhi Leonard is always on go. It's so just, it, it's, it's if a James Harden aspect. load managed and the Steph Rockets Curry, lost Steph a bunch Curry. of games, would you, would you? Steph Curry, the cardio that Steph Curry does. Steph Curry, but how are we supposed to know this stuff? I have, yeah, this is not a You good see point. this stuff in workout videos. Like, oh. I don't, I don't want to debate over okay. James Harden, which club did James Harden go to before a playoff game? I am not going to hold I that am, against him. I, I, com- not, I compare him to him what other people are doing on the court. His conditioning is the point that I am making. And we have seen three times in James Harden's career where he has walked out of the court and looked like Mark Henry. And we've wondered what the hell is going on. The first time he was, was when trying he was trying to, to get, get out, traded. Right, he was trying to get out of Houston. And then the second time he was trying to get out of Brooklyn. And then the third, it, you see what I'm saying? It's so, so we've seen it three times. I haven't seen that from a player like what does this have to do? What, why does this have to do with playoff performing? This has nothing to do with playoff performance. If we just said, if we just said he's trying to get out of this situation. So in the regular season, when we look at James Harden, right? Why do his players? Why do his? Why, why do you think that his playoff numbers or his percentages drop in the playoffs? Who? When you look at because, the, his style of basketball, the yeah. isolation, the, the the power dribbles, running down yeah. the shot clock whenever he feels like it, the step, the predictable step back jumper that people have picked up on in, in the past five years or so, the, the the fouls that you brought up, the referees do not blow the whistle as much. So Harden's getting hit a little bit more than he was in the regular season and not getting the calls for it, not going to the line for it, except on certain occasions where he shoots seven of twenty and manages to get eighteen free throws in the same game. So when you look at him from the regular season, his free throw attempts go down as well. Part of that is because the referees are not blowing the whistle, but at the same time, they're saying, let the boys play. When you look at James Harding playing though, he's, he's driving in the lane, doing everything that he was doing in the regular season. And it's not working. So I'm saying when you are looking at another thing, another thing, if James Harden does not have the ball in his hand, looking back on these Houston years, even the Brooklyn years, even the Philly years. If James Harden doesn't have the ball in his hand on the offensive end, he's walking up the court. He's, he's is, not a great catch and shoot. And when you look at his catch and shoot percentage, it's like slightly, slightly above league average. He's not he's, So for a superstar of his caliber, a catch, and, catch and shoots are not really his thing. We know that. Not like a Clay Thompson, not like a Cal Corbett, whatever. Someone else that's at the shooting guard position. So when you look at that, and you also take into account his poor defensive ability, 
His conditioning is through the roof. I have a quote right here from Kevin Durant after the uh, after the Warriors had uh, beat the Houston Rockets. Kevin Durant said, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Kevin Durant said, we knew that James Harden was going to go out there and dribble the ball around and kill clock and things of that nature. We also wanted to make a point to attack him on the defensive end. So when you have a player like James Harden, who, if he doesn't have the ball in his hand, if he isn't isolating and trying to, you know, uh, hit the step back, hit the Euro step, or, or do a freaking alley-oop to Clint Capella, players are going to attack him on the defensive end even more. If you are a superstar and you are playing in the playoffs, you know for a fact that every element of your game needs to elevate in the playoffs, including if you are a lackluster defender. You need Literally to be able... everything you said applies to Allen Iverson. So... So let me get this straight. We also mentioned before, I, I said that it's because of Harden's high usage rate. It's because of the fact that in a lot of those early Houston mirrors, no one else on the Rockets could create their own shot. That in the playoffs, when defense tightens up and the whistle gets lighter, he is going to underperform in terms of field goal percentage. We saw it with these other volume scores in the regular season with limited help, who have to create a lot on their own. That's why I brought up guys like Kevin Durant, AI, Dirk. Regardless if they're at their position, we could just compare him to AI or Dwayne Wade if we want. Um... I just don't understand why we're trying to pin his non-defensive abilities when we already know he doesn't do that in the regular season. Like, I thought the whole point was trying to compare James Harden to playoff James Harden instead of, like, trying to make him the perfect player. Like, what is your point with the defense? The the, the point with the defense was the same point that I was making on, on yours about the usage rate and things of that nature. When, okay, back another thing I wanted to go back to for a split second was when you were talking about Damian Lillard, when we were talking about that series. The Portland Trailblazers and the Houston Rockets had the same exact record that year. So the argument of Damian Lillard having more guys to do more things is kind of bogus because but is it, James is it true, Harden... Though? Is it true, though? Da- LaMarcus Aldridge? Sure. Uh, I, 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 I can get Compared that. to who? Compared to, what would you say, Chandler Parsons? Compared to Dwight's first year there? Uh, it's not... It, 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 I mean, yeah, we can compare LaMarcus to, DeMar- to Dwight Howard, I guess, if you want to. But, I mean, Dwight Howard was the second best player on the Rockets that season. I'm saying as an inefficient in guard scorer, because Damian Lillard is the same, he is going to have the benefit of a doubt playing with someone who is also effective at creating their own shot on the offensive end. James Harden does not have any of that. That's why his bad games are so awful, because no one on that team is creating their own shot. So if James Harden is having an off-shooting night, it is going to look horrendous compared to these other guys who could fall back on other capable players to carry them through a game when they're performing poorly james so, harden does not have that luxury so his games look that so, much no, more no, awful no, no. similar to alan iverson you would say so no 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 so 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 are you saying that alan iverson and james harden had the same level of we need to get this done with just us and we don't have anybody around us because i can't well get james, james harden has because... more spacing but it's a james, comparative james to, comparative spacing, to era comparative shooters. to era comparative to era Allen Iverson had a somewhat similar offensively constructed roster to the rest of the league. The spacing was not incredible back then for right. any team. Right. I agree that even Allen Iverson is more exaggerated in terms of he had less offensive help. But let's not act like James Harden had this perfect offensive team. So, it was built around him to win regular season games. But the, anyone who understands basketball to a certain extent can expect that level of production from Harden to go down in the playoffs when you're playing a team up to seven times when they can see him every game and close him off and make Trevor Ariza beat you, make Jeremy Lin beat you, make Chandler Parsons beat you. It almost worked one time. Chandler Parsons did drop a lot of points. But I'm saying like it's much more difficult when you have these uncapable shot creators to carry you through a game as opposed to, I mean, I don't want to use Dame because he's young and it's LaMarcus Aldridge, but like that's just a, a light example of a guy who is a inefficient, because Dame was never really efficient, uh, perimeter shot creator who has someone else to rely on. 
I don't I don't like the I don't like the logic of if they're if they've given you a team that's built to win regular season games and then it's we're just supposed to just be like oh yeah the Rockets are gonna fall off in the playoffs no matter if Can they you, won do you not see that games, though this is I'm saying this is a trend this is a off. trend it's, okay, this is so a trend. Another thing that's a trend is James Harden's terrible shooting and turnovers. That's a that's a trend. So a same with Allen Iverson. So same with Allen Iverson. I don't think Allen Iverson turned the ball over as much as James Harden did, and I'm just saying that because he was not as much of a willing passer. James exactly. Harden's also a so, playmaker. That's another thing. James Harden, if you are a playmaker and an isolation scorer, that's your combo thing. That's your build in 2K. You can score. If you isolate, you can score. Put the ball on the floor. Do your thing. But at the same time, if the defense is reading you and you see a double team coming a triple team coming you can kick the ball out and all these great things i'm not excusing james harden shooting two for 11 and having 12 freaking turnovers in an elimination game another thing that i want to point out is this james once harden again me, that's like there's there's these games that happen and then once again i i explained that it's bad when it happens because there's very limited help similar to Allen iverson but these limited games are not a trend because there's plenty of elimination games where he's played well and we could get into these later years because i really want to we're already at 30 minutes where he's played well like really right, well right 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 when that was what i was about to get into when you hey, look at the you can go into an hour by the way don't stress about time Okay, cool. I'm just we saying. might we might need it. I, I I don't know. I'm starting to get a little headache here. But anyway, I'm just saying. When when we go into those later years where where I had gotten cut off at the first time, I want to talk about the 2017 to on years. So 2017 was James Harden's worst playoff series probably of his entire career. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's San Antonio. Bro had a meltdown amongst meltdowns. And this is a this is a year that ended up setting us up for 2018, the MVP year, right? So in 2017, two for 11, 10 points, six turnovers, and an elimination game with no Kawhi Leonard and no Tony Parker. So another thing that I used to say was, could I use the argument of other players being on the other team for James Harden? Can I look at it from that perspective? And the fact that there are multiple series where I can't really use that argument is that that's where I'm kind of stuck here. No Kawhi Leonard, no Tony Parker. You score 10 points for your team as the number one guy in a series where everybody is pretty much thinking you got it in the bag and you fumble the damn bag. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. We don't need to waste 15 minutes on this game alone because it's an awful Perfect. game. Perfect. You understand. The only, you understand yeah, the only, the only thing I, I would like to say is in that year, um, they beat OKC in five mm -hmm. in round one, and that closed out. He had 34, eight, and seven, three steals, two blocks. Game seven versus San Antonio was a complete no-show. Not only was it a no-show because he only took 11 shots, he eventually quit on the team. Uh, that was a really bad game. The only thing that it doesn't soften the blow at all, but the leading shooter on the Rockets was Pat Bev with <laughs> shooting 50%. Uh, Houston shot 28%, so there was no one in that game. Well, when Pat, Pat, Pat Bev, when he's on your team, he's guaranteed to make the are playoffs. We, are, we really, are we really going to credit James Harden for that Thunder win, by the way? Like, he shot... He, he had 33 on 41%, and the Thunder's second-best player was Victor Oladipo, averaging 10 points on 36 minutes. Well, I'm saying he played well on a closeout game. Okay, that, I see. I see. I mean, that's the... That's the I'm saying, like, he should have beat the point. Thunder. He should have beat the Thunder, right. but I'm saying it was a good closeout game. So, in 2018... I'm sorry, I just have to give out a fact. 
in that closeout game, he shot 32% and 2 for 13 from 3. That's all I'm going to say. It was like 30. Uh, man, I don't care. 34 on 2 34, for 13 from 34, 8, 8 and 7 this with 3 steals, point. 2 blocks. I cannot look With 5 turnovers. He's not. I already, I already, on, I already, I already explained. I already explained that James Harden is not efficient in the playoffs because of everything I mentioned. Him having no help early on. I, that's, if we want to get later, we can talk later because then the mm. excuses are gone. Okay, but this is this is a trend. I'm t- I keep going back to the guys like Allen Iverson, Dwayne. They've had awful games. So you want to like, know what else is a trend for James Harden when he goes into these playoff blunders and losses? A trend for James Harden is not even taking accountability. I remember going back and listening to him in the post game interviews. And no, 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 no. This is post game post game interviews. Yeah, nah. Nah. Think about this. Think about this. Think about this. James Harden's best. Who were James Harden's best two teammates in Houston for his career? For his for his career, tell me that. Tell me that. Who were his Chris, best two? Probably Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. Right. Not Dwight Howard. You wouldn't uh, say Dwight. No. You would no, say yeah, Russ yeah, over yeah. Dwight. Yeah. And Russ Dwight was, played more. Russ than, was, had more Russ playoff Russ series. Well, oh, 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 oh. If you if you want if you want to say like in totality, you probably say Dwight. But like Russ is Russ was Russ so so. Here's here. my here's my thing, right? And if you want to say, Russ, I'm not mad at you. I understand. Russ was balling that year. But when you look at the best two teammates that the Houston Rockets front office said, here, here you go, right? They gave him Dwight in a time where they needed a center. Clint Capella was still developing. And then once Dwight was gone, and then the 2018 and 19 years, Clint Capella was a, a, th- a lob threat like they needed him to be, like Dwight was. And the interior presence uh, was off the charts. But I'm saying, Dwight Howard and Chris Paul both had fallouts with James Harden after the way that they were treated on their way out of Houston. Harden was like, ah, it's your fault. It's you guys' fault, not mine. The accountability part for a superstar, once again, when you look at James Harden's game three, this is the point that I want to make about James Harden next. James Harden has a tendency to kind of, either if James Harden, James Harden goes off, if his team is up 3-0, if his team is down, is up 3-1, if he's down 0-3, or if he's down three games to one, that's where I really see James Harden giving me these efficient 35-plus point-per-game performances. That's where I really see it. And when you go back to that box score, and you look, and you think about that, I want you to really think about that. Look at the serious that James Harden has had. Tell me how many times have we said, damn, James, you played well the whole damn time. You played well over a six-game stretch, a seven-game stretch, or... You have games where you can you can give the Warriors one win in 20, 2015, a game four performance, 40, 35 plus. And then the next game, you have 11 attempts from the field and 12 turnovers. But, but c- comparing Harden to these other volume scorers, what other volume scorer has elevated their play to a point where they are balling through an entire playoff stretch? Like, they, they all have their awful games. So when you are putting him in a, so what? so let me ask you this question. What tier, this is a perfect question. What tier are we willing to put James Harden superstar caliber in? I'm I'm trying to compare him to other players who are because who are I, I, debate. I just want to like, know. This is I'm, an MVP. This I'm, is one of the greatest yeah, yeah, yeah. of all no, time. No, I'm saying I'm saying he's like a top 40, 45 player, but like okay, not fair. not to the point of you know Dirk is in that right upper echelon for many people. Like he's in he's in the mix with these other guys I was naming. Like okay. AI. So so. I, I like the AI comparison. I really do. That one is, is, is spot on when you are looking at because we talked about AI and his four scoring titles and how inefficient they were. But when and I like how we're taking inefficiency into account when talking about Allen Iverson and James Harden. It's, it's valid. It's completely justifiable. But another thing that I want to point to is James Harden, 
and 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 the and the narratives that he's had for him in the playoffs, so the situations that have been placed upon him in the playoffs. That's another area where I really want to look at, right? In 2018, that CP series, the Rockets won three games, obviously. In that three game, in all of those wins, in each of the wins, James Harden, it's total, right? James Harden had 76 points, 11 assists, and 12 turnovers. So in the three games that they won, he had more turnovers and assists, 76 points on 25 of 71% shooting, or 25 of 71 field goal attempts, and 6 of 38 from, from three-point line. So I, I was reading an article the other day, and it said, James Harden, and now we can accredit, some people like to accredit uh, James Harden's playoff woes to the Golden State Warriors. But when you look back at those series, you see it really looks like James Harden is trying to outshoot Steph Curry. He's trying to go shot for shot with Steph Curry. We talked about the D'Antoni system and how a lot of teams after the Warriors just started winning championships figured, hey, if they live by the three and die by the three, we can do that. But then you start to realize when the when the uh, when the Houston Rockets in Game Seven missed 27 straight threes and James Harden mi- had missed 10 of those, he had 10 of those misses. That's kind of crazy because when you really look back on the game, you can tell they're shooting a lot of open shots and they're just trying to play the same style of ball and just trying to see if it can work for them. James Harden in those series against the Warriors, that is the best point that I've that I've really seen when really being able to try and analyze it is that he does look like he's just trying to outshoot Steph. Well, not only is he trying to outshoot Steph, but earlier in those wins, he's trying to outshoot Steph, KD, and Klay Thompson. Uh, In Game 7, obviously Chris Paul was down, but I believe Klay Thompson was also down. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, He scored, I believe, 10 points in the fourth quarter. He shot like 5 for 7. In that closeout game in general, he was 32-6-6 with four seals. Yeah, 10 points in the fourth quarter, 5 for 7. So I understand that, you know, that was a game where the Rockets should have won, but that was a Rockets collapse. Once again, these Rockets, without another talented shot creator or dynamic player like Chris Paul, they go nowhere. Because locking in on one creative, not like, a, again, Luca's in a different tier. But locking down on a superstar who is like high usage, especially when they rely on free throws of sorts, it's, it's, it's historically like... It's, it's easy to lock down on based on these other players that we've seen throughout history. James Harden is not an exception to this phenomenon. Mm-hmm. If I could lead into another point, Go ahead. Um, I want to get into when he actually has help like available to him, because obviously with Chris Paul being out, that was a huge blow. Um, getting into 2019, this is with Chris Paul as well. They beat Utah in five games. In game five, which is a closeout, he has 26, six and six, four blocks. This is Chris Paul. The average against Golden State this series, um, 35-5-7, two steals on 44-35-82. They lost the game, but in the closeout, game six, um, 35-5-8 on four steals. 2020, Chris, Chris Paul is healthy the whole season, plays great. 2020, with Russell Westbrook, the losing second round to the Lakers, eventually go to win the championship. Beat the Thunder in seven in the closeout game six that they lost against the Thunder. He went 32-7-8 on 50% shooting. Closeout game seven, they won. He had like 17, 9, and 3, 2 steals, 3 blocks, but Chris Paul went for a lot of, uh, not Chris Paul, I apologize. Russ, Eric Gordon, and someone else all were above 20. They had a lot of threes. Um, against the Lakers, must win game five, goes 35 and 6, is in the bubble on 60% shooting. Um, 
so there was not these major blunders that you've seen without another dynamic player on the court. Even when it's Russ, even when it's Chris Paul, these guys are both guys that are considered playoff chucker, uh, playoff chokers. Like those are also guys that are not considered solid in the playoffs. In that game seven, you tried to like skim past that he had seventeen and blah blah blah. blah. He shot four fifteen in that game seven. The only reason that it's overlooked is because again, this is this is a similar game to someone like Allen Iverson, except his players actually stepped up for him. Am I am I wrong? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. His players did step up for him. My thing is, is that if Jay. Mind you, I think they won that game by a point. But if, but the only reason that we choose to not look back at this game actually in depth and see that he shot 4 of 15 is because if he didn't have the game-winning block and they didn't win by a point, then it would really be just another blow. But he did have valuable guys helping him out. Another thing that you wanted to point to and that you pointed out was the was the Lakers series, right? So James Harden and the, and the Rockets won game one of that series, right? And... From so from that game on, James Harden disappeared in the next four games, in the fourth quarter specifically. Um, now, once again, I will say this: benefit of the doubt is the only benefit of the doubt that I give him is that I would have picked the Lakers to win the championship with or without a bubble because they were rolling before COVID even hit, and that team, the way that they were constructed, was constructed every single element of that team was filled. Every position in that team was filled. They had rebounders, they had distributors, they had bench pieces, they had LeBron and AD. Shooters around them as well. That team was perfect. Rob Palenka, good job. Uh, but when I look at the fourth quarter point totals from games one through five, he, sh- he had five points, five points, five, five, and six, and three in the closeout game what was it? What was it? They lost in five that series, right? Well, the, in that closeout game, he had thirty-five and six on sixty percent shooting, and three so, points in the fourth quarter. So they they won the game, did they not? No, and, I'm, talking about, the, I'm talking about the last game. Yeah, no, I apologize. Game, apologize. Yeah, game five. Okay, so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When are, you, are you saying that's not a good game? Like, are you saying no? It's a, it's a it's a good game? it's a good game. It's a good game. But here's the, here's the thing, right? When when me and Sadie were going at it, I was like, dude, when you look at fourth quarter performances, right? Sandy just had a take about Luka Doncic that we posted on TikTok where he's saying that he would take five to six guys over Luka Doncic in the clutch. And Luka Doncic, at the time that that freaking post was made, was shooting 18% from three in the fourth quarter. Yet casuals in the comment section were like, hey, whoa, you said De'Aaron Fox? Bro said De'Aaron Fox. Bro said... De'Aaron Fox. What, what does this have to do with, with just, James just Harden? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because so I will, talk. I will mention that this Luca fourth mm-hmm. quarter woes is very right. similar right. to that that's effect I, that exactly James Harden was, has. So, so when when Luca Luca in the fourth quarter, his woes right now go under the radar because of how much he does in the first three quarters. But then in the fourth quarter, when game when the game is on the line and really matters the most, it's not as pretty as you think it is, or people as much people would let on for James Harden in his playoff career specifically fourth quarters are not really like as great as they could be for other stars well they're yeah for other stars like a kevin durant guys that are tiers above him but compared to the guys that i'm comparing him to they're they're not taking over fourth quarters like these top 15 players of all time so you got to compare him to the guys that he should be compared to so okay so that but but these are the guys that you're bringing up you brought up dirk for a second and i still don't think that's a good comparison because dirk's a seven foot German God, but it's, and, is it not the same same? Like I, there, when you're talking about like usage rates, I kind of understand it. But Dirk Nowitzki, he's a, he's, a, the, he's the Dirk offensive Nowitzki, motor. Dirk Nowitzki he's the is offensive not putting motor. up twelve turnovers a game. That wasn't that wasn't what Dirk but, does. 
like I can't put him in the same light as Dirk Nowitzki because Dirk Nowitzki, when you look at James Harden, their play styles are completely different. I can point to a lot of turnovers in the playoffs where James Harden is, is, is dribbling out 23 seconds on the clock and then trying to make a move and then messing up the entire offense. Dirk Nowitzki, on the other hand, is getting the ball in the post. What I'm missing on it, the only thing I'm looking for him to do is a turnaround fadeaway, a hook shot, maybe a, maybe a drive in the lane, a left hand, and maybe an and one. That's all I'm looking for. I'm so like, is it, it more excusable take... when he goes 9 for 27 in a finals game when his teammate it's carries not... him? See, Early years of Dirk, like the 2006 finals where he missed crucial free throws, like that's like you can you can excuse you can kind of excuse it, but I wouldn't argue if you didn't if you didn't want to because this is your number one guy, this is your franchise guy, the biggest moment of the entire freaking season, and you're at the line and you're missing free throws in pivotal game threes and fours of the finals. Like I'm gonna be mad, obviously, and I'm gonna and and the media did point that and put that right on Dirk Nowitzki up until 2011. That there's a reason why people were that's the reason why Dirk Nowitzki got his MVP when he was already sent home. And that was major stuff. That was that was major news coverage because Dirk had went from after 2006, 2007, 8, 9, 10. You could point to each and every single one of those playoff runs that he had in between that duration, and you could point to how bad he was. And the media held him accountable. He even held himself accountable in his own documentary. But then What's, you get all the what way about, up to it, what 2011. What about 20? But in 2011. Right? Dirk was not as great as everyone makes it seem. You're right. The only reason that we look at it is because of the amount of teams. It's because his teammates came through. Right. His his teammates carried through something that James Harden has not had the luxury. But in pivotal. Okay. So what about, so what about the last time James Harden was in the play? So this is another thing I want to get to the the late, the last, I want to talk about the late seasons too. The the last two playoff series. I know that we're talking about. Yes. If we could get into Brooklyn, um, regular season, Brooklyn, when he initially got traded for being fat, uh, he lost in the second round to the Bucks in seven, but this was an interesting series because he started off healthy. Um, then he missed three games. He got, I'm sorry, he beat the Celtics sort of healthy. At the end of the regular season, he sat out a bunch of games, but he came back, played the full Celtics series. Uh, before his three-game injury absence, which started in Milwaukee, he was 28-11-7 and seven on two steals a block on 56-48-90. Um, this is the entire Celtics series. Um then he gets a bad hamstring, misses three games, goes back in Milwaukee to help Kevin Durant. Because at the point, Kevin Durant only had like Bruce Brown, Seth Curry, Blake Griffin, no one else to create. So he had to go out there. Still went in the closeout, 22-9-9. Played 53 minutes on a bad hammy. He looked visibly injured. He was forced to chuck shots. He was inefficient. But like Kyrie was out there. Was, he needed to shoot those shots. To go back and watch the game, this is not him just trying to take over. Like Kevin Durant already took like 34 shots. He had to do something. After returning from injury in total, though, he was 14-8-7 on 30-19-89. He was visibly injured. But before that, when he actually had help for once in Kevin Durant, it, and I think, like, those guys that are, you know, ranked 40, 50 all the time, like, they're not bona fide number one first option on, on, on a championship team. When James Harden is in his, the place he should be, 28-11-7, two steals block, 56-48-90. That is a vintage James Harden. That is when I think, I honestly think that Brooklyn may have been peak James Harden. I think that's when he had the best mix of his shooting and playmaking. Um, the Bucks obviously won the finals. In Philadelphia, obviously still uh, visibly injured. They beat Toronto. Harden in the closeout goes 22-15-6. He was much more of a playmaker. He was not looking to score as much because he didn't have his first step. In the closeout, shoots four for nine, has nine assists. The only reason I am excusing of that first off because he doesn't have his legs under him, but also he never took more than 17 shots that whole playoff series. So it was it was a poor, it was a low amount of shots, but it was not ridiculous. Uh, and Tyrese Maxey, when healthy, was also much better. And Tyrese Maxey took like 20-something shots. Joel Embiid took 20-something shots. So there were not a lot to go around. And he was 
more of a playmaker in that game. So that close out in terms of him being disappearing, I don't I don't value much. But I just think looking at 2021 when he was like in peak shape, not I mean he was he also sat out the end of the regular season injured. So like um it's it's just a, a situation in where when Allen Iverson was in with Carmelo Anthony, he was still inefficient. Uh, I think that was the time where, like, this is going to be peak James Harden, then he gets injured, and it never happens. We might get to see it again this year, but that was a series where I was like, yeah, this is where you're supposed to be. So here's my thing, right? When I evaluate those two playoff series, it's interesting because in the he's hurt in both of them, coming off of injury in both of them. I think he was hurt worse in the Brooklyn series than he was in the Philly series, but he was he was hurt. Well, right? we're talking well, we're talking year to year or right. series so, so to series. Series to series. My, Milwaukee and then he the was he was like like struggling to sprint in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. In right. Philly, he didn't have he didn't have his first step. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I look at the Brooklyn game, right, I remember saying he's shooting. He has he has. One hamstring, and he's shooting five of 17. He shot 17 shots, right? And it comes a point in time when you look back at that game, that game was not, they didn't lose in a route. They lost in, in, in close fashion, right? If I'm not mistaken. So James Harden's shooting woes end up falling on a chart to me. And you want to know where that chart is? When I look at James Harden for, it, I looked up his entire totals from his playoff career for game fives, game sixes, and game sevens. In game fives, would you believe James Harden averages 23 points per game, six rebounds, six assists, four turnovers? Mind you, let's keep a look at the look, look the turnovers. 44% from the field and 30% from three. In game sixes, he averages 21, five, six, four turnovers, 43, 43%, no, 42% shooting from the field. I was going to round up, but I'm not feeling generous no more. 30 and 39% from three, which isn't as bad, right? It's, it's, but watch how it flip-flops. In game sevens, he averages 24 a game, six rebounds, seven assists, four turnovers on 37% shooting from the field and 22% shooting from the three-point line. So in the three most pivotal games of a series, of a seven-game series, in the last one is where he shoots the ball the worst. And Allen Iverson shot 40% for his I don't give a damn career. about Allen Iverson. I'm talking about James Harden. I'm we're talking, talking about, the guy, about we're talking, talking about, about him being a historical outlier as a choker. Right. Yeah, we he, can't compare him to other players. We can no, 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 no. You if you you are comparing him to Allen Iverson, that's great. And you have a reason you have your reasons for it. I'm looking at James Harden as a guy who is a who is, has been looking at as a superstar. What does this have to do with superstar. Brooklyn? What does it have to do with Brooklyn? What do you mean? I thought we were talking about how he actually had help in Brooklyn played well and now we're just breezing over it. No, no, no. I said in, in, in Brooklyn, he shot 5 of 17, but you're right. He, he, was, he was hurt. I'm saying he, before the injury, he oh, was right, right, playing right, right. remarkably. He, and your point of, your point of him being at, a, at his peak in terms of play. And I, he actually, I had, I he actually had a I valid player you. to take Now, if, if we're taking, if, if uh, in a hypothetical, if Kyrie's playing and KD's playing and Harden and they're all healthy, I, would, I, I was really looking forward to seeing how that was going to work come playoff time. But I know for a fact that between the three of them, I think it's safe to say that James Harden would have averaged probably the least amount of attempts between the three if they were all healthy because he would have been more focused on distributing sure, the ball to other sure, guys, right? Sure, 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 so, so, I don't, I don't think that I – I think he'd still be the second-best player on the court, though. He was clearly I, yeah, MVP. Right, right, he right, was right, playing right, an right. MVP I was level. Saying, like I was that. saying he was the second-best player, too, back then. Yeah. But I'm just do saying, you, do you hold – sorry, I'll let you go. But, like, do you hold the 5 for 17 against Harden in that closeout? I hold. I don't hold it entirely because my main I, my main I think thought is a, that he's hurt. My that's the first thing I'm thinking of, right? But I think he at, needed to shoot those 17. Really? Because saying no, I think that saying James Harden don't shoot 
and him being complete decoy would have been worse for the team because once again they had no one else to create shots he played 53 something minutes he needs to put up shots in again this is not a vintage james harden throw up 30 see what goes in he's hurt kevin durant already put up 34 shots kevin durant does not shoot the ball a ton if Kevin Durant is deferring to Harden and Harden is open, you need to shoot the shot. So I understand that he was hurt, but him playing that game, playing 53 minutes on a gimpy leg and putting up pretty decent numbers like in terms of a playmaker, um, I'm, I don't hold that against him at all. I think that's an invalid point. So what about the other Game 7s then? Because because once again, it, this because falls, the way that this you're falls, looking at it is... Because the, this, falls, this, this once again falls to those... those uh, indicators I've pointed out before when you're a volume scorer with no help a lot of times in big moments whether it's a fourth quarter in a game whether it's a game seven when teams need to beat you they are going so, to lock so, you down and make that make someone else beat you they have no one else the Rockets Chandler Parsons Dwight Howard Chandler Parsons beat him once Chandler. they are not going to beat the other team it's when you can defer to a Chris Paul or a Russell Westbrook sometimes that James Harden is going to have good closeout games because he can actually operate their their goal is to take the ball out of James Harden's hands and it's worked because the, the Rockets have nothing. They have Patrick Beverly. They have Trevor Ariza. They have Eric Gordon. This is like a long stretch of time where Harden has had nothing. Once again, similar to Allen Iverson, similar to Dirk, similar to Dwayne Wade. Like, we've seen this trend before, and the second he gets to play with Kevin Durant fully healthy at the peak of his powers, he goes stupid before so, getting so, hurt. So let me get this straight. Are you try So you were saying how the Rockets, he doesn't have help. But the, yet the Rockets are winning 50-plus games a year. Because it's, it, I think it's clear. I don't know if it's clear for, for you. That uh -huh. the Rockets are designed to be a regular season team. Okay, so They built that... around James Harden because teams are not going to game plan on a night-to-night -night basis. Oh, kill James Harden, make the others beat us. James Harden, when you go into Houston on a random night, James Harden's going to torch you. They put the correct pieces around him to make the offense flow. But getting into the playoffs, it should be no... When you think about every time these guys that are volume scorers don't perform well, a lot of times they don't have a mid-range game. James Harden does not have a great mid-range game. All these scorers you think of. It's the... I feel like it's just a template of a player who performs better in the regular season. Once again, I've said it with the other players. They're, all their efficiencies drop. James Harden's efficiency does not drop as much as you think it is. The reason it's, he shoots like 44% regular season, it's like 40, 41% in the postseason. Like a 3% drop, compared that to guys like KD who might have like a 2% drop, it looks so much worse because he's already low. But his true shooting percentage, I made a video on this, is very high because he takes three-pointers, takes a lot of free throws. So he's scoring points when it doesn't exactly translate very uh, healthy to the field goal percentage because three points are worth more than two. So if you are going to take two three-pointers as opposed to two two-pointers, it's a more efficient shot. So you can miss more threes considering that it's worth more points and it's still as efficient as the twos. So with James Harden, these numbers look awful, but they're not as awful as you make them seem, especially when comparing the guys with Allen Iverson, who didn't even shoot threes. So, His so efficiency is all based on those two-pointers. I just read you the numbers for games five, six, and seven. I'm telling you why. I'm telling you why. I don't like the why though, because here's the thing. The why means that I gotta go back each and every single year and try and find a way to cut the guy some slack. I don't like that when I'm it's, talking it's about just, it's my looking at time the... guys. When I'm looking at guys like Luka Doncic, whose who, who's, who's, uh, entire team is, he is his entire team. He can, put up, he can put up better numbers than James Harden can. Because he's confident. better than James Harden. Right. Because he's, he's better, better than James, than James Harden. Harden. I can put up, look at, look at Ja in his two seasons so far. Ja's show. Ja, the Grizzlies are incredible great... without Ja right, Morant. Right. That, okay, so, 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 so here's, my, here's my point. Here's my point. Here's my point, right? They, I can name a lot of guys who are looked at 
so far as legends, who are looked at as young superstars, who are looked at as rising superstars. I'm confident to say that I would put Shea Gilgis Alexander. I would take Shea Gilgis Alexander in a seven-game series over James Harden. I'm How are you going? What that. the heck? I'm confident in saying that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. James Harden has had more playoff lowlights than highlights. The and only I highlights you why. that he's had. The highlight. No, he. Oh, dude. All right, all right. So we need to get back to this in a general sense. Once again, I, I miss. I misread uh, the information before, but he's played a team that has gone to the finals a lot of years. Whether it's the Warriors, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's the whoever. Um, those are not easy matchups playing into the Warriors every year. There's a situation where if James Harden stays healthy in Brooklyn and Chris Paul is healthy against the Rockets, he has two rings right now. We there, would not be having these discussions. I, if James... I, uh, so, so once again, once again, let's look back at that game seven. I don't know how you justify a 65-plus win Rockets because team. Because the, Ro the Rockets... A 65-plus win Rockets team. Hold on. The narrative the season before was, if I'm not mistaken... Oh, they don't have Chris Paul. They don't have Chris Paul. The season a season later, the Warriors lose their best player. Steph Curry in this game has zero points in the first half. Not to mention the Rockets being up 15 or 17 points at, at one point in the game early on, right? So the Rockets miss a a <laughs> a, a league record 27 straight threes. Your star player has 10 of those misses. I can't, ex I can't excuse, I remember as soon as they lost in 2019, before you say anything, I remember as soon as they lost in 2019, a day later, I was on the way to school, I looked up on, I went to YouTube to see the highlights of the game, just to see it again, right, because I, I couldn't, I went to sleep, and I think I had nightmares from how bad they were freaking shooting, but anyway, I'm just saying, when I was on the bus, I looked up this video, it was on, it was on the Rockets and the, and the Warriors, this ESPN had made a video, and it was titled, What is the Rockets Excuse Now? For seven to ten minutes on the way to school, I was watching them say the same thing that I just told you. We have given the Rockets the benefit of the doubt a lot of the time simply because the name across the, the other name on the marquee is the Golden State Warriors. Not to mention the fact that in 2018, you can make a legit argument, and even in 2019, that the Rockets had an overall better team outside of the Warriors having Steph, Clay, and, Kate, and KD and, and Draymond. And half of Iguodala. But the Warriors' depth, as I said, in those years, from 2017 to 2019, went down significantly. There's a reason why when KD got hurt, the, everybody was like, oh, crap, the Warriors are legitimately in trouble against the Raptors. And then when Clay went down, it was inevitable. It was genuinely inevitable. Who else was going to do it? Aaron McKinney? Jordan Bell? Like, no. It, it, like, what do you mean? The Rockets, meanwhile, the Rockets are out there having guys like James Harden, having second options like well, Chris Paul, having Steph 3D Curry guys like Trevor Reza. a much Reza, better player having, than... James Harden. Okay, so so let so Steph Curry, Steph Curry, even Steph Curry, Steph Curry had his moments of being labeled as a as as a guy who shrinks in the postseason. Now there was at the in the earlier years. Notice, notice, that, notice how it was Steph Curry before the help their came. Minds. Notice, notice, notice how, how it was Steph before the help came. Ah, uh, don't put it that wasn't. on Curry. Curry's even his recent playoff performances like this. Like this he's uh, the one against just... Boston. Like after the game, he went crazy. He's he's had disappearing acts. He had one he, disappearing he's, game and he's then he came had, back the game after. Yeah, James Harden will go off in the first two games, and then by the last. So why do we? So we put more value on games that he plays poorly simply because it looks bad. Every game of a playoff series, when you think about it, in terms of their numerical value matter the same amount. The only difference is the pressure of the game. You need but, to win. You. Let's, you just, you uh, let's just take a wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's take a breather here because you guys have been going back and forth for a solid like 40 minutes and I have not chimed in because I wanted to let <laughs> you guys have your fun. But why don't we have a little bit of a breather here? Um, geez, Louise, 
I don't think we could talk about Harden for six hours, apparently. Okay. We, we literally went game by game. But, um, I mean, who, does anybody have any major points they want to bring up uh, from here on? Bro, out? the second you start talking, me and Z take the biggest gulp of water. I, yeah. I looked down. I was like, like, you guys, like, bro, I heard yo, you, your throats were getting raspy, bro. Dog. Pause. <clears throat> so I needed to Pause. make sure that, yeah. <laughs> um, I just I have, like, a bunch of mental notes I've kept. And you guys kept going, and I should have written some stuff down because I want to go through some pros and cons of things you guys said. Um, the more recent one being to what Hoop just said, where it's like, why do we show James Harden? Like, why, why do we focus on James Harden's bad games with other superstars? He averages 30 points a game, and there's something like that in the postseason. Because other superstars that we're comparing him to right now, for example, like Curry, win time. at the end of the game. Okay, or a win, uh, a ring, or they do something. Yeah, for example, yeah. Kevin Durant at the beginning of the season. I'm an Oklahoma fan. I know he's had his woes. He's proved himself and his doubters wrong, especially in his also um, especially in his Warriors years, his Nets years, whatever. I'm not going to debate either of you because I don't want this episode to go for three hours. We can debate forever. Um, honestly, getting from that argument, one thing, Hoop, um, I noticed you you loved the AI comparison. Well, because when we're, when we're talking historical, right, you can't, but you I can't think, say I someone's think, an outlier I think when the other reason, people match them. You have to remember the reason that James Harden gets a lot more eyes on him is because it's happening right now. Nobody's going to mention Allen Iverson because it happened 20 years ago, right? Uh, 20 plus years ago like this is we're talking about a player right now or at least these last few years he's still playing that's why i feel like that narrative is a lot stronger on him but when he retires and give him a few years after he retires and then when we start talking about all time i think that's when you can bring up the point where it's like well, why does alan iverson not get the same amount of hate well alan iverson didn't just play a playoff game he played it 20 years ago 25 years ago right so i think that that point of alan iverson i did not like only because well, are we saying it because he uh, despite the narrative on him like Allen Iverson when you look back they just think 2001 he took a game off Shaq and Kobe like why are we saying if sure. he's if he is a playoff choker he should be labeled as a playoff choker by people who know basketball I don't want to care about the pub what the public think if you, I don't think the public view on a player should determine what they actually are. If Allen Iverson was a playoff choker, he's a playoff choker. If Dirk Nowitzki is a playoff choker and he got if he got a ring because someone else on the other team choked, that's what he should be viewed I'm as saying, by people who know I'm basketball. Saying you you used a lot of only Allen Iverson to compare the James Harden because he didn't want to. He didn't want to hear the Dirk Nowitzki. He didn't want to hear it. He said he's well, seven I, feet tall and plays in the post. I had okay. other I had other examples. I brought up Kevin Durant. I brought up Dwayne but Wade. That, that example. Kevin that Durant, example. Kevin that example. Durant, it gets neglected what? because Kevin Durant in his later he years already, proved that when he got help, player. when he got help, it, what happened against Boston? Oh, what happened Brooklyn, against Boston? In Brooklyn, whoa, 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 in Brooklyn, he didn't have help. In Brooklyn, he didn't have help. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Brooklyn. and James Harden wrote. Yeah, Kyrie and James Harden wrote. Kevin Durant yeah, had one of the greatest game sevens of all time. And not even just game seven. That series. That series. That series. That series. That series. Don't say game seven. That series in general, Z. Kevin Durant was going stupid. Right. He was. He was going dummy. Was going dummy. And even. Even in I'm the, not arguing even either of you. I'm just bringing if, up my, I'm, what I'm hearing. All I'm saying is James Harden was about to have that moment in Brooklyn. And he didn't because he got hurt earlier on in his career. Like, just like James Harden early on in his career. There's these patterns. Even Kevin Durant's much better than James Harden. He still has those patterns of falling short because it's, it's a mold of a player that is destined to be less efficient in the playoffs because, again, I brought up the points a million times, but there's players who have this same prototype who do not get the same hate or did not get the same hate as James Harden does. 
simply because I, I agree James Harden's more dramatic obviously the stripper stuff that doesn't help <laughs> but like when you look at it from a basketball perspective and you ignore the post-game press conferences you ignore how big he looks on TV I think that James Harden is following the same trajectory as the rest of these players maybe even a better one because Allen Iverson never turned efficient so Allen Iverson when I'm looking at his numbers right now we talk about I don't like the Allen Iverson anymore because we talked about how Allen Iverson was inefficient in the years that he won the scoring title. And when I look at his career averages, he averages 27 a game on 43% shooting from the field. That's just me rounding. We're talking the playoffs? No, no, no. I'm talking about the, Allen Iverson's regular season career. So I'm why trying, are we talking about the regular season? No, no, no. We don't have to compare it to compare it to the playoffs. It's a similar drop off to Harden. So, so I'm hold on now. Go, y'all, y'all gotta let me talk. 43 percent in, in the regular season, thirty one percent in the from three in the in the regular season. In the playoffs, though, he averages twenty thirty points per game on 40 percent from the field and thirty three percent shooting from three. So he kind of rises up a point. How uh, many? No, how many? How many three pointers has he taken? I don't like the, the three so, pointers. You can't. Uh, he's averaging five attempts per game in the playoffs and then four attempts per game in the regular. No, season. No, but I'm saying, up. I'm saying, talking about his three point percentage raising compared to Harden. When Harden's much more volume. I want to look at. Oh, the well, okay, no, no, no. Because James I Harden's a two point I'm shot just, shooter. I'm just saying that when when we're looking at Allen Iverson, it's I think like, you meant Allen Iverson is a two point shot. Yeah, yeah. Allen yeah. Iverson is yeah, a two point yeah. shot shooter. So for James Harden, for the amount of, th- mind you, in 2018, I found this stat right before the show started. In 2018, uh, James Harden had the, I believe the, it was the record for the most amount of missed three-point attempts in a series. He ha- he tied that. And you want to know who he tied it with? Steph from 2016. Steph's worst finals performance of his entire career. So James Harden did that in a series that we look at and we're like, hey, what's, yeah, he what's the similarity started. of those two players on their respective teams? To Stephen Stephen Harden? Yes. The similarity is the that similarity one of chucking up threes and, and and having a shooting slump and trying to shoot through it. That's the being, similarity. Being the offensive motor on your team when you are the only one creating shots. So for James Harden to have so many records because he has NBA nowhere finals, to hide. You're not hiding behind Chandler Parsons. You're not hiding behind Jeremy Lin. You're Chandler, not hiding behind Chandler Dwight Parsons Howard. And, and Jeremy Lin for a year or two. Like that's the, we're done with that. We get that. He, he's Chandler not hiding Parsons behind Eric Gordon. I said 2013 through 2017. Those are the a lot of the years of which we're talking about. He mm-hmm. had no one to hide behind. All right, Chris. All right. Chris Paul was was gone. He had no one to hide behind then. So what about when he made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals? With a okay. with his, listen, t- see, listen, we, we ignore him actually making it to the Western right. Conference Finals. Right. We ignore right. him listen. making it to the Western Conference Finals. We talk about when he loses. We can because do about that AI every, every year. Listen. We can do we can do that with we can we can we can do that with we can do that with all the players I named. We can do that with all the players I named. So let me ask you this: Is it so 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 Harden's inconsistencies? Where do where do you think that they really lie? Because he had a game in the conference finals in 2015, right before Game Five, where he sh- where he had 35 plus points in that game, shooting efficiently. And then the next game, he shoots a two for 11 with 12 turnovers. How do we justify? Oh, because it was just one game. Did he go to the strip club a little too late? What what do we say? Is it is it because because in that game four how do, how do you you can't give me twenty you can't he give me had, twenty two he had he had a bad game and there's no one to hide behind very similar to these other players I named who have awful shooting performance shooting like ten for thirty one he has no one to hide behind 
So instead, instead of keeping through shooting through that game like Allen Iverson did, James Harden's also a playmaker, so he tries to pass. He's trying to win the game. He's not just trying to shot chuck, even though he doesn't have a shot. That's why 2 for 11 looks so awful, because he's actually trying to make other plays happen, except for that one San Antonio game. I agree, he quit. Mm-hmm. But these other games, he has nowhere to hide without help. I, so, gonna, once again, all right, the Clippers, all right, all right, Listen, Clippers, listen, listen, listen. You guys points. are going back and forth. Wait, hold up, hold up. You guys and then are he dropped 35 in a game all right, 7. All right, all right, all right, all right. On, Whatever. Because the Rockets cannot shoot. They could shoot. They could shoot when they was coming back from seventeen down. They could shoot when they, when they was looking at James both. Harden and, and dapping him. Hey James, you see that? Bro? I'm you going to that? mute you yeah. both in five seconds. I'm it's going to mute you both shame. in five seconds. All right. You guys are arguing the exact same thing back and forth. We're not making any progression here. So I think this is a good time to kind of settle down and end this episode off. Because I thought there was another major point coming. We just keep bringing up the same points and you guys are going back and forth. I love it. uh, There's no solidified answer. I'm just going to go through some pros and cons of what both of you have said. Can we also have like a a minute, a minute each to just explain to you? what, are we just ending it here and then you decide? No, to we're not going to end it. We're not going to end it. I'm gonna, we're going to talk for – we're going to end it in about like five minutes. Okay, let's just go through pros and cons. And if I give you guys a minute, you're going to go for 50 minutes because someone's going to chime in. No, just give them, give them like three three points. Give, give them three points each. Come on. just We got we to gotta at least summarize the arguments. That's for the okay, viewers. sure. Summarize. But I swear to God, if you guys start yelling <laughs> at each other again, I'm going to mute you both because I've been trying to calm this down for the past 10 minutes. But I love it. I'm not hating it. Oh, I got it. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so when I give you guys the opportunity to make <laughs> thought, a point, thought, everybody wants I to go who, quiet. Who, who I was go letting. First? I was letting. You all right, first. I'll go I went first. first last time. So, so obviously, my point is the unpopular one. Um, if you're listening, I just want to let you know that there is two sides to this question. That's the reason I'm arguing it because you don't have to believe it, but there is a valid point that James Harden is not this historic playoff choker that everyone likes to make him seem. People make it seem that he's the biggest fall off playoff player in NBA history. Meanwhile, there's these other guys who were in similar situations to him that have had very similar performances. They're just not as blown up because obviously a lot of those games he's playing against the Warriors, nationally televised, a lot of people watching. Um, But in reality, once again, Allen Iverson, Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Kevin Durant before when, when he was in OKC, there's a lot of guys who have had very poor performances because of the burden on their shoulders and the way that translates to the playoffs is very poor. And I don't think James Harden should be held to the same standard in the regular season simply because of the way he plays. If he was this all-time great, then we can expect it, but he's not an all-time great. He's a, very, he's a top 75 player all-time, but we should not hold James Harden to the standard that he's going to be a world beater and beat the Golden State Warriors uh, by the strength of him and Patrick Beverly. Uh, the only other points that I'd really like to drive home is that when he actually had help, he played very well in Brooklyn until he got hurt. Very unfortunate. Maybe he can make a comeback this year and play with Joel Embiid. I don't know how much I trust that because he's playing with Doc Rivers, but you get the point. Um, He played very well when he actually had help and was healthy at the peak of his powers. Um, And I think those disappearing acts are simply products of the system around him and a poor game that he had. He definitely had a poor game, but he just has nowhere to hide compared to these other superstars who can have a disappearing act like Steph Curry in Boston, and the team carries him. This was after the Game 4. I believe it was Game 5. It shot very poorly. team did well. Uh, Harden doesn't have that luxury, so it just looks that much more eye-popping, and I think there's other players in NBA history that make his choking resume more uh, relatable, and he's not this historic playoff choker, not a playoff riser, but he's not a historic playoff choker. 
Uh, so I like Hoops points. I really do. Mine are very simple. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, there were a lot of times, not only in my life, but I know in a lot of other fans' lives, media analysts, uh, hell, coaches, teammates of James Harden, where they walked into a game and they said to themselves, I need you to do me the biggest favor you've done me all season. And that is play as well as you have when you first saw this team back in October or November. I need you to just dominate. I need you to show me what we were raving about in the regular season. I need you to show me why the league handed you the league MVP. I need you to show the world why you, we are calling you not only an MVP caliber player, but one of the best players in the game because of how great you score the ball. In the playoffs, James Harden has notoriously been known to, here's the thing, fall off. If hoop has a problem with me saying choke, I get that because choke is a very, is, is a, it can be used loosely sometimes. For me, however, when I look at James Harden and the amount of shots that he misses and the amount of turnovers he has and makes for his team and has done so since he first dropped down by himself with a lone team since 2013, bro has consistently had serious where he has shown up Nowhere. He has completely disappeared. As a matter of fact, the fact that one of Hoop's points back in 27, when he was talking about the 2017 playoffs, was that he gave up on his team. Like, bro, he, he said that. Like, don't let that go over your head. He gave up on his team. The team that he had led up into that point as the leader, the line leader, the head honcho. He quit on his team. Crazy, right? Crazy. So I understand Hoop saying that if you're looking at him like a superstar and things of this nature, and he's not he's not held as an all-time great, at least within that regard, that's fine. The only reason, in my opinion, that he isn't held in that regard is his own playoff struggles. To the point where, I remind you, there was a moment in time where James Harden shot 30, shot, shot 5 of 20 in an NBA game. His team was down 17 points, and he played so damn bad that the coach had to look at its star player the guy that's getting the most amount of money on the team and say no stop right. it stop we've heard this point we've heard this I, point we're not we have but i, I just that's the, you Dirk don't need to Nivitsky. hear that now, that. <laughs> Dirk Nivitsky, no, Alan no, Iverson no, all had not. regular season MVPs absolutely they, not. those guys all had regular season MVPs just like Harden yeah Dirk overcame his playoff woes just like oh wait he didn't no so, no he did not he that was a team accomplishment. Did, uh, okay. That was so a who, team accomplishment. Who was at the who was at the four who who was at the forefront of that team in 2011? Who it was, was Dirk Nowitzki. Who, game, was Just like James Harden was at many, the. Oh, we're, no, wait, we got game cut. winners is James Harden having the playoffs compared to Dirk. What Nowitzki? are we talking? What are game like, winners? Just, you can win the game before the buzzer. Double, 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 double. You can also put up five, five. Dirk Nowitzki shot 41 percent in the finals against the 2020. Jason Terry was the leading scorer in the closeout game. You can also put up. You can also put up four. Four for 15 shooting against an Oklahoma City team against a player oh that God. you let go. It's, it's just, oh it's just wild. There's so okay. many, for so many lowlights in James Harden's playoff career. That's insane. That's Enough. just insane. Enough. Fine. No more talking. No more James Harden talk from both of you. This the only reason you don't know done. the AI lowlights is because they're in 720 HP. <laughs> it's done. That's I'm going to tape. I'm going to say what I have to say. We're done. Number one. I, I can't even remember what I want to say now because you guys have been going at each other. I'm just going to say this. Hoop, your point on every few years that Rockets play the team that go to the finals. Other than the team that goes to the finals, there are seven teams in each conference. At least three or three of them play the team that go to the finals. So you basically have like a 45% chance of playing the team that goes to the finals every year. That's not a, a big whoop. 
uh, uh, Z, you have made the same point like 18 times, and I love it. But at the same time, is there another point towards this? I know, Hoop, you bring up the fact that a lot of other superstars are, are, are also choking the same way James Harden's choking. Well, maybe those superstars just aren't getting enough attention, and they're also historic playoff chokers. We can even look at it from that sense. Allen Iverson is terrible in the playoffs. They, they I agree can't with you. be historic if they're all both playoff chokers. It's supposed to be an outlier. They and there's a lot of players who play great in the playoffs. You're outliers. You have named three of them, and one of them, Dwayne Wade, I wouldn't consider to be a a playoff choker at, this, at the level that you're making him out to be. I was saying a young Dwayne Wade. That was an example. I didn't call him a young a Dwayne Wade. Even then, of... a young Dwayne Wade wasn't t as terrible as you. He won a championship by his third In 2006, year. he was insane. In with with was help insane. with Shaquille O'Neal. With, with Shaquille, help. he was the best. They they the ran finals. they ran the offense through Shaq. They ran so, the offense so through Shaq. Dwayne Wade averaging 35-plus points per game in the finals and one of the greatest finals performances anybody's ever seen in your damn life. You're going to sit here and tell me Shaquille O'Neal was what? What do you mean? What do you mean? He, he averaged 35-plus points had, per game. He had talk, five games, lines, had five games in that playoff series where he shot under 40%. Beautiful. He walked away with the finals MVP for a damn reason. Shaquille O'Neal was averaging under 15 points a game. What do you mean? Come on. Stop playing. Shaq, Shaq was when they said Shaq is back. Everybody was like, "Oh my god!" And then they got to the finals. And they was like, "Okay, Shaq was there. Cool. Okay, got all played by German Jesus. Like nobody cares, bro. What do you mean?" I am going to say this. Okay, I don't even know who wins anymore because you guys have just been screaming at each other, and my ears hurt from sitting here for an hour and 10, 15. Both of you made great points. I will say this: Hoop has definitely made the case for James Harden to not be as big of a choker as those in the media make him out to be. But there were also a lot of points that I don't agree with on Hoop's side. Z, Z came up with a lot of great points, but these are points that are just known to the public. Hoop really did his research. Hoop really dug deep. Uh, Z was more of a stat guy, and I respect it because, you know, that's a big part of the game. I'm not hating on it. Hoop focused a lot more on James Harden's positioning on the team in terms of who we had around him. How the offense was going to be run. Omer Ashik. Omer Ashik. <laughs> um, I, was, I will say this, Hoop. Your idea that James Harden didn't have anybody to hide behind. I mean, when Chris Paul was healthy and they had that crazy shooting team around them, you know, he still had his woes. I love Z's 27 missed straight threes because I think when people name James Harden as a historic playoff choker, the difference between James Harden and other stars is that James Harden is put into a position where he can clearly win the game. And it's his mistakes that cost them the game. Now, I understand that there's nobody else on the team to go and try and win the game for them 100%. But when you're the max contract player, when you're the guy who is making the big bucks, you're supposed to be the guy who's pulling through in the Just big like moments. they should be hitting free so throws in the 2006 NBA in Finals. There have been a lot of... Wait, you said something, what? Just like they should be hitting their free throws in the Finals. Cough, cough, Dirk. When you're making that kind of money. Fair. Okay. Fair. Fair. That's why they were on his ass for four years after that. And then he started making okay. his money. He started doing his thing. Okay. I'm just going to say, if I were to lean towards the side, both of you guys were, were good. I, I'd have to lean towards Z's side, to be honest. Because there were a lot of moments where James Harden just didn't want to show up. I do agree with Hoop, though, that his injury in Brooklyn, if that doesn't happen, the narrative on James Harden is completely different because there's a ring on his finger and there's a lot that you can't say about him anymore. Because if you look at James Harden in that Celtics series, for example, that man was arguably um, on the same level, 
in terms of production on, as Kevin Durant. Like, he was turning up. He was really crucial for that Nets team. Granted, it was a Celtics team that was the eighth seed, and they had a lot of problems with them. They were terrible. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to knock him on the team he played. Whatever. I'm going to side towards Z on this one. I'm not going to lie. I think I think James Harden has just had too many Is this votes. based on your prior knowledge of James Harden, or is it based on the argument? Um, my previous knowledge on, like, when I really dug deep into You James said Harden, before the episode you were going to act like you didn't know who James Harden was. Exactly, and this is based on both. I've done right. research. I've had a, a, I, I came to a consensus that I don't think he's... I, I agree with you in the term that he's not... I want to call him historic. I want to call him historic, but in this So term, So you side with me. No, but he said argument, he's a historic playoff choker. I said I'm going to judge it based on who I have no idea who James Harden is. And Z is was more convincing on his points. I did my own research you were and I went and did my own other thing. players. I was just saying what James Harden Because he's not no, it wasn't even just it wasn't even just comparing him to other players who 99% of the time compared him to Allen Iverson. He is a playoff choker like those other guys. He is not a historic playoff choker. He is not an outlier. He is just like those other high usage guys. I like the point. I'm gonna be honest with you. Listen, I like the point that Hoop was that Hoop was getting at in terms of the fact that Hoop actually went back and put him in a class of guys is fair because that just makes the argument a little bit more subjective depending on if you watch Dirk or if you watch D Wade back in the early 2000s or if you watch Allen Iverson or not. But for me, when I'm looking at James Harden compared to guys that are in my generation, he's historically been known to choke in the playoffs, and since 20. 13 you can point to a lot of games and a lot of series and a lot of game threes fours five six and sevens where he's been just inconsistent i well, think with that, that with comparing him to other players of his era there are not many superstars in an era the ones that are in his era steph curry kevin durant are much higher than him in terms of skill the other guys are lower than him like damian lillard who has also choked against right, the warriors right right damian there's no one to that. compare james harden to if you and when you look at Dame's playoff numbers, it's another thing too. I I have noticed that he's some in a similar not, boat. It's, right. it's Dame, but but Dame gets the benefit of the doubt because of how many playoff buzzer readers he's hit. Right, but when you look at the box score, when you look at the numbers, I've said it on videos before. Damian Lillard is not as great of a playoff performer as people make him out to be. The only reason that people get sidetracked is because they think back to that 55-point game against the Nuggets, and they think back to the 2014 game against the Rockets, and they think back. Yeah, stop, bringing up, stop bringing up Damian Lillard, Lillard. Stop bringing up Lillard moments. We know where this is headed. Uh, that 55 episode, piece was the greatest game I've ever it seen. It was the greatest playoff <laughs> That was the greatest playoff game I've ever seen. That was the greatest playoff game I've seen in a playoff game. That 55th uh, point shot was the greatest shot in Damian Lillard's yeah, career. Yeah. We can agree on that. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Uh, but let's, uh, <laughs> um, okay, listen, both like from, from a perspective of a person, if I'm pretending I didn't know who James Harden was, I would lean towards Z side, but I have done my own research. I've looked at the film. My consensus is that I also, I agree with hoop. I try to instigate hoop a lot by pretending that I was going at him or bringing up Sash the because thunder, Z the side, thunder Z side was awful from my part. That was an awful mistake. It's okay. Z's side uh, was a lot easier to defend than Hoops. And I really wanted to test Hoops' knowledge in terms of how far he went with his research, which is why, if you notice in the episode, I asked Hoop a lot of questions. I knew that going in because Hoop has made it clear to us in the last week. That's why I kept questioning chat, you. I was, I was that, like, Yo, I'm yeah, saying you're the moderator. Yeah, because I, kept, because I needed to make it, it, pre pressure burst pipes, all right? So I need to make sure uh that you knew what you were talking about and granted you did have a lot of great points and you, you did, did back up a lot of your claims your mistakes were very minimal like the thunder one that's not really that crazy of a mistake but 
for example, your point that the Rockets played the team that goes to the finals most of the years that they played, three of seven teams in the playoff bracket um, play the team. Also, that the also win the finals too. Like you're talking about the Warriors here. Okay, sure. And the, you're right. the Lakers, you know what? And the Lakers right. who were on a clear track. Right. If like, you want to switch are, your point now. These are dominant teams. So we're these switching the point from teams. plays that go to the finals to teams that were winning the finals. Sure. Warriors, Lakers, I think those are the only two, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, Warriors twice. Uh, but they lost the finals one. And if you wanna, if you wanna count Milwaukee, fair. He didn't play. Here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Yeah, yeah I, thing. I don't count. I don't count his Milwaukee series towards his, because he was injured. That's not fair. That's if you want to bring up Harden's choking. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And that's you bring fair. up Milwaukee. That is a terrible point. I'll be honest. I yeah, yep. yep. Um, I will say this. We're gonna about end James this episode. Harden. Can I say one more thing? This is my last thing. Sure. It's not gonna be that long. I just want to say this. I now do I think James Harden is historically a playoff choker? Yes. Does Hoop? No. Does Saney? I I don't think so. No, I don't. But here's my thing. That doesn't mean that it's like set in stone for the remainder of his career that it'll be this way because we've seen stretches where it hasn't necessarily been his play. It's been more of him having the unfortunate circumstance of being hurt or something like that, right? James Harden still has a lot of time. He's 32, if I'm not mistaken, or 33. So he's still got a few more years left, a few more playoff runs left to change a lot of people's minds. And I feel like if right. he can get one, just one playoff run where, you know, he's got Jane, he's got Joel Embiid, he's got a great second option, a phenomenal second option, and the, and a phenomenal team. He, he has a shaky coach, but that's neither that's right. here nor there. He just has, if he has one of those runs, it can erase a lot of that for me. Because I can be able to say, hopefully, that he's healthy, that he's clear of mind, that he's in shape, that all of these things for him to yeah. just go out there and, and at least win a right. We're going to end the episode because this has been very long. Um, my, moral of the story, my consensus, it was very hard for Z to change my opinion because I agreed with who before heading into this episode. I have I'm, I agree that James Harden is as bad as people seem. I know in this episode I made it seem like that. I really just wanted to push hoops buttons because that's what makes a good episode. We heard some yelling. You're welcome. Uh, but if I'm speaking in terms of the debate alone and I don't have an opinion, I am going to side with Z. Um... But I'm going to agree with the point that James Harden is not a playoff joker. If you guys get my chest. It was Z, it was impossible for you to convince me otherwise heading into it because I, 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 already, knew. I, I have my own yeah. opinion. But I I, that's why I wanted to episode. do it very, I wanted to do it very like I have no opinion. Yeah. Um, Valid. But thank you for listening to this. Uh, we do have another argument coming. And it's about Steve my boy. Nash. My boy, my Canadian, <laughs> the Canadian legend, Steve Nash. Would he be an all-star in this era? Heck yeah. Um... I will be mediating that. I cannot wait. I have to. I will. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see if that episode because I don't. I don't think that episode would be as heated as this episode was because I'm not as passionate about that take because I said that on the fly. But. Um, oh, so he's trying to backtrack this now, oh, man. I just kind of said it. I don't no, really no, believe no, it. No, 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 I just kind of no, no. said it. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Thank you for listening. Everybody have a great day. And if you listen this whole, to this whole episode, um, we get our merch at the end of this week. So expect that to drop soon. Everybody have a good night.